It's the Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, Steve Martin Construction, the law offices of John Day, and Prentice also Heating and Air. Welcome back to the Prentice House Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Chick-fil-A and McDonald's Murfreesboro. Ben Caldell, the head football coach at Stewart's Creek, join us this morning. Coach, thanks for being here. Appreciate you having me, Monty. Been kind of some tumultuous couple of weeks, hasn't it? It definitely has. You know, I think, you know, looking back on the summer, you know, I remember the first time I thought that uh, you know, things were at least kind of stabilizing was we were at a big passing league at Riverdale and we all talked as a staff that day. There were probably 25 teams there and everything just felt normal. You would have never really known that, you know, this virus has been around. And, you know, obviously we get that first game in and ever since then it's uh, it's been pretty uh, pretty wild, you know. So uh, um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to when all this is behind us. And this really hadn't necessarily been your football team. It's been a lot of it going around the school, hasn't it? It really has. You know, I've got so much respect for our administration. You know, any time that you have all of your assistant principals that are getting called in to do uh, contact tracing and, and protocol stuff, you know that it's a pretty serious deal. You know, I've got a lot of respect for uh, Miss Jennifer Smith, uh, you know, for the job that she's done and m- making sure that this is being done right. You know, I know uh, Miss Tori Atwood and um, Mr. Casey Lawrence, Miss Janet Flannery as well. You know, it, it's it's just been really surreal. You know, to see you know how the change in, in the in the county policy uh, of tracing from last Monday, you know, has has unfolded in regards to our entire school. You know, and I think that. Uh, you know they've done the job that they've been called to do you know with with uh the change in protocols and i know for us as a school you know i think it was last monday when they changed the policy we were we were still on a seven period day and so you know if you're tracing a student that has uh tested positive and those you know that are around them you know there are seven different classes that you have to trace and so obviously as soon as you know we found that out as a school we've gone to a block schedule and so this past week was moving towards four uh, periods, you know, instead of seven. So I'm I'm very optimistic that that'll, you know, at least lessen the numbers a little bit. But definitely, you know, not just football wise. I know our band, our volleyball team's been shut down. Our cheerleading team's been shut down as well. Obviously, for us as a football program, we have not even practiced in almost two weeks. And so, uh, you know, you're exactly right. It's it's been school wide. You know, and that's you know, I know you're scheduled to go over to Franklin this week, and um, that's I mean that's it's one thing to have an open date or it's one thing to somebody else have it where you can still practice. But I mean, two, two weeks is a long time in terms of conditioning and things like that. I would imagine. You're, you're exactly right on that money. I've, I've honestly, the past few days, just since we've been totally, you know, shut down, not even lifting as a football program, much less practicing. I've reached out to some other coaches in the area that I know have had to deal with uh, this virus as well. You know, reached out to BGA, Coach Rodriguez. They had a uh, instance where they, you know, went into their first game and really hadn't even had any scrimmages, you know, and so uh, they totally shut their football program down, talked to, you know, we're sitting here thinking, 
you know, about our situation and somebody's always got it worse. You know, I'd never talked to the head coach at Warren County, you know, until this week, talked to Coach Matt Turner uh, on Wednesday, and they haven't even played a game yet. And they've shut their program down. Their school as well has been shut down. And so talking with, with those guys about, you know, what this process has been like for them and how you, you know, get your head above water. And I know the competitor in me, you know, after not being able to play against East Nashville, you, 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 you're not doing your job if you don't allow your kids the opportunity to play. And so, you know, we met all weekend, showed up on Monday and tried to execute our plan and unfortunately there were some things that happened Monday in regards to protocols that you know we really weren't even able to practice Monday we were inside and pretty much just conditioned after some news that we got you know there right before practice and you know you, you got to give your your guys the chance to play and I know for me generally speaking when uh, when I don't sleep very well something's not right and uh, you know I've got to do what's in the best interest of our football program and and you can't you can't put a team out on the field when you don't have a team and, and when also you can't even practice. And so the competitor in me wanted to fire things back up on Monday, but after talking with several coaches and anybody that, reach, that reaches out to me of the 37 games that weren't played this week, I would tell them, listen, you, you can't necessarily compete, you know, against COVID the same way you do against another team. Sometimes it's the right call to, you know, try and get a full cleanse and shut your program down. And I know that's what we've done, and I'm hoping that it'll pay dividends the rest of the season. So um, going into this week, what's kind of the game plan? What are you hoping is able to happen for you to be able to play? Well, you know, we – honestly, Monty, you know, I haven't seen several of our players, honestly, in, in about two weeks. And so I've been keeping in touch with them and, and their parents as well. And we, we really, you know, need to approach this next week, you know, regardless of who we're playing. Obviously, Franklin's a great opponent you know, and going to be playing on the road is going to be hard, but we've got to get back into the flow of practice, get some several of our guys back in school. And, and honestly, Monty, we're still not going to have everybody back. You know, when you've got a kid who's, you know, family members tested positive, that's 17 days. You know, when they've tested positive themselves, that's 10 days. And so by default, this, this really lasts more than a week, more than just missing one game, if you follow what I'm saying with that. And so uh, really, I think we need to get back to the fundamentals and just, you know, stick with uh, some things that we know our kids know how to do and uh, really almost in some ways treating it like, you know, the first day of fall camp. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was 17 days either. That's whether the student is, is vaccinated or not. And so, you know, if a household member is positive, you know, the clock starts 17 days unless that student athlete or student tests positive themselves, in which case it's 10 days. Interesting. Well, um, when you got into coaching, there wasn't, there wasn't a handbook for, for this part of the deal, was it? Maybe some others around here have gotten something in regards to pandemic training. You know, all I know is I got to – uh, lay my head at night and know that I've done and, and made the right decision, you know, uh, for our football program. And I know we've done that. And I know that all of us coaches, you know, band members, football players, cheerleaders, parents, especially, you know, we're all ready to play. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely am as well. It's been really frustrating. I hate it for, you know, I hate it for Oakland too. They want to play and it's a region game. And, you know, obviously a lot of our players know each other and you hate it for them too, because uh, this is something that nobody wants to be on the, the calling end or the receiving end of a, of a conversation where you're not able to play. And so, uh, you know, you got to feel for Coach Creasy and those guys as well. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe this, 
this second wave, so to speak, has has uh, you know come and gone, and certainly we're optimistic and and uh, focused on what's ahead for this point uh, for the Red Hawks the rest of the season. Well, the um, and looking ahead to Franklin, if you you indeed are going to uh, be able to play that game, you know they've um, they played some pretty good teams already. You know Riverdale being one of them, and um, they lost a lot from last year, but they look pretty impressive up front. Franklin's always a well-coached team. Uh, anytime I think you're playing a team that had a lot of success the previous year, that locker room knows what it takes, you know, to be successful. And obviously, Franklin, you know, they gave Brentwood all they wanted there in the quarterfinals last year, so they were one of the eight teams left. Um, and I know Coach Melton coming over does a great job on defense. Comes over from Summit, so he's got a, you know, state championship ring to boot. And obviously, he's doing a great job over there. I think some of their scores, honestly, you know, you look at what Riverdale did, you know, and just reading some things. Riverdale scored a few defensive touchdowns, you know, which I think can kind of skew, you know, how the game actually played out, uh, you know. And uh, so I, I, I fully anticipate going on the road. I've played at Franklin many times, you know, over the years, and I know that those guys are going to be focused and ready to play and I certainly hope us as well you know coming out of you know this kind of uh, hiatus from you know practicing and lifting can can be excited to be back together for the most part and and uh, you know put together a plan that our guys can execute I, I guess in some ways going over there is it like another season opener almost <laughs> it really is it's going to be our first road game and so you know anytime you're you're doing that for the first time there's some variables you know that that go into play and so obviously we got to be mindful of that and you know coming off of this break you know I'm really excited to see you know just how we handled getting back together I know that we're going to be excited you know and we haven't even played since week one against Smyrna and uh you know thought we played really well that night with the exception of a few mistakes in the kicking game and that type thing and so um you know really excited for our team I know that we're ready to be back at it I know our coaches are players are everybody is well there's still a lot of football to be played and hopefully that will be the case uh, for you guys too uh, a lot of um um, exciting games on down the line. Um, this league, you know, your first year in this league, um, moving over from the one in North Rutherford County, and, you know, you got games against, you know, like Rockbell, which is up and coming, and Blackman, which is, you know, they, they've got the win over Brentwood, and then, you know, of course, Riverdale and um, Siegel, they, they're off, the, both of them are off to good starts. So, um, uh, there's a lot of fun left. <laughs> Hopefully, you get to go out and have it. Yeah, every every game on our schedule we know is is going to be incredibly hard. All of our non-region opponents made the playoffs last year, uh, much less the region that we're moving into. So, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely excited about the challenge that the rest of this season, you know, presents. But aside from who we're going to play, obviously, I'm going to be focused on our team and, you know, uh, focused on you know what we need to do to get back out on the field and and have some success, uh, you know. For uh, for the Red Hawks, are you guys senior heavy this year, or kind of fifty fifty ish? Or of our roster, you know, in the mid eighties, we've we've got low twenties in the seniors. You know, so we got twenty two, twenty three. So we're definitely a young team, but we do have some several seniors that are playing for us this year. And obviously, you want them to get that year, that final season in. You, you definitely do, Monty. I mean, looking back to last year, you know, the health department shut our team down last year. Uh, you know, for the last game of the season and, and the playoffs as well. And this year, it's kind of all just falling on the school to make that call, you know. So, uh, you know, going back to last season, I'm, I'm just uh, 
distraught in regards to what this has done, you know, but we, we've, we've got to move on. You know, we've got to respond. We're not the only school, you know, that's had to deal with this uh, type of adversity, you know, if you want to call it that. So I know the character of our locker room. I know, uh, you know, what Stewart's Creek High School is made of, and, and uh, we're definitely excited to get back and resume football activities. All right, well, Coach, uh, let's let's talk about football next week more. So. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Monty. I appreciate it. Ben Caldell joining us today. He's the head football coach at Stewart's Creek High School. We'll take a break and be right back. Why is the thin crust of Little Caesar's Thin Crust Pizza hiding under all that 